Yes. I think he had a baby. With whom? Someone. When? November 14th, 2022. (laughs) (laughs) I thought I should say that on the mic before we record because he likes to listen to the podcast. Oh, so you don't want that on the podcast? I mean, I don't really care, to be honest. <laughs> you know I love to start running my mouth before you, and you'll never tell me when you recording. We back to it already. But, um, I don't really care. Fuck him. If he, I mean, like, shit. What the fuck do I care? He probably had a baby, and I probably found out on Facebook. So what the fuck do I care if I said on a fucking podcast? On Facebook? Cause... You know, Facebook tell everybody business. That's why I need to stay my black ass off of there. This man wanted to do all this dating and touching up on me and feeling up on me and all this bullshit. I'm glad he ain't give no coochie about the matter. But anyways, this motherfucker wants to do all of this dating and talk about how he into me. Well, he got tagged in a very special moment on motherfucking Facebook. And it was two old motherfuckers that looked like they was married. And it was his young ass. And when I looked at the picture... It was the baby that had his last motherfucking name. That doesn't mean anything. So a bitch that had a baby (laughs) posted the picture of the fresh out the coochie baby, tagged her parents, and tagged one nigga. And it was a very special moment. And the baby got the nigga last name. What he is, the big cousin? He... He the foster father? I'm just playing devil's advocate. You, you don't know. That don't mean it is. I mean, it doesn't mean it is. That man was gone a long time before know, he texted my phone. I know a lot of families. I know that man was gone a long time before he texted my phone. <laughs> and then got the nerve to text my phone, talk about some, hey, how are you, bitch? Hey, how are you? Are you a seahorse or are you not? Oh, man. I mean, he didn't give birth to the baby. <laughs> bitch, according to Facebook... <laughs> He probably did. He got his last motherfucking name, bitch. But don't you want kids? Mine. <laughs> Hello. Y'all gonna stop playing with me. Ain't shit changed. What's wrong with being a step-parent? That's something I don't want to be. Oh, man. I know how I feel about kids. And I know how I feel about baby mamas. She don't have a motherfucking thing to talk to me about. Go talk to the nigga that she had the baby with. You don't know me? We, you can keep not knowing me. That's how I feel about individuals. And I know that's, you. people going to be like, oh, you can't say that. When you choose somebody, you choose what they come with. I don't want to choose a nigga with no kids. Because I know me. I'm not in a space in my life where I could be a stepmom yet. I ain't got that much patience. I'm going to tell you that right now because I don't know how many seasons it's been. But I'm still down for hitting baby mamas in the face with bricks. I got in a fight about six months ago. I still fight bitches. Don't get me fucking confused with nobody. I ain't ever too pretty to fight, bitch. I'm from out the project. I will sling a bitch good. Don't play with me, ho. Or yeah, we're back. We're back, bitch. Yeah, ain't nothing changed. Ain't nothing motherfucking changed. Still the Project Princess around this hoe. Y'all got me confused for sure. Confused for sure. Nah, bitch, I will fight. No. Welcome back. This is Project Paragon. Hey, yo. <laughs> mm. I've been gone for a minute, but I'm back now. Back now, bitch. What's up? What's up? What's up? I'm your host. Ronnie, aka Monster in a tight shirt, <laughs> aka Sequoia Poppy, aka Is that Goku Black? No, that's Black Goku. <laughs> aka Mr. This Dick Ain't Free. And my very 
enthusiastic. Onomatopoeia using ass, miss etymology ass, bitch. What's up? I'm back. Baby Beulah in the building. Project Princess. Some of y'all know me as racy. Some of y'all don't need to know me the fuck at all. Can we not start off with that much aggression? You right. We are we are five minutes in. I know. And you didn't say it about 14 bitches and hoes. They gotta remember who I am from out of the belly. But you just said you were in such a good space. I'm in an excellent space, and I think this proves it. This I think this kind of proves it. But either either way, if this is your first time listening, this is a podcast where we do believe mental if health is well. If this is your first time listening, welcome <laughs> to the church. Oh my god. We are pro ho. Pro small business. Pro yes. mind your business. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And all those small things in between. Mm-hmm. It's been all a those year. Small it's been a year and two months, so 14 months, since we've posted an episode. Really? Yes. Oh, and we okay. are back. We back for sure. We are back. Wow. Actually, what is this, November? Are you eating cereal? What kind? Right, let them. Raisin bread? Raisin bread? Yeah. We might have to move Are in you together. We what might. The <laughs> with the crunch or without the crunch? Uh, the classic raisin bread. I actually fuck with that. This but I, thing, I, had, he I had honey. I had honey to my cereal because I'm a fat ass. I'm that Raisins were sweet enough. No, like, I like. <laughs> I like raisin bran. That's wild. He talk about don't dose him. No, you 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 an uh, intellectual being. That is a yes. raisin bran. Yeah, you ask that man if he was fifty seven years old. Wisdom, I, okay, I, wisdom. I grew up. I grew up on cornflakes and king vitamin. <laughs> you had to put sugar in that oh shit. Oh my Otherwise, god, nigga! It tastes like kicks. fucking cardboard. Son, you we ever had king vitamin. We grew that up on motherfucking. Shit, we grew guy. up on motherfucking commodity ass kicks. Them bitches oh taste like loose leaf paper if you don't put no motherfucking. <laughs> them bitches taste like. You have to sweeten the shit. What? Them bitches taste like poverty. That's why I don't buy cereal that much as an adult. Them bitches taste like poverty. My God. Ooh. I, as ooh, a kid, God I had to put good. sugar in it, so like I'm so used to it, and I know that the cereal I like is naturally so sweet. So the last thing I need is to put. And then, like, when I first got to fitness and shit, I ate so much you special You really K. just unlocked a memory. So much fucking special K. Dude, I had diarrhea for weeks. You really just that unlocked a memory. Good. Oh, my goodness. All these housewives and shit, fucking, my special K diet. <laughs> that shit is a special K, it's fiber good for bars. Like cholesterol in it's your heart. That's good. It, it's right? better for you than, like, the sugary cereals that I'm about that to say, that's what they kids. told me I had to eat. Yeah, but when, it's not necessarily, yeah. like, good for you. I that used to like that chocolate delight one with the almonds and shit. That's yeah. the fuck off. The only cereal that's good for you is, like, that fucking pure natural granola shit, honey bunches of oats, and honey we bunches of oats fuck up tastes like Quaker, a fucking... Um, squares, them... Honey bunches of oats tastes like sweet Brillo pads. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, you're tripping on that one. Okay. Them bitches is weird. I don't know. Them bitches taste like you had us, bro. pieces of eczema. You had us. We were on the same Them bitches page. taste like eczema. Hey, I got eczema, motherfucker. Me too, bitch. Me too. You remember on Austin Powers when the nigga was eating his skin? No, I do not remember any Austin Powers. What? It <laughs> no. had to be on Gold Member when that motherfucker was flaking. I have not seen any Austin no, Powers bitch. since I was like eight years yeah, old. Yeah, yeah. Them bitches taste like eczema. Nah. Stop <laughs> I am triggered. Listen, <laughs> I got eczema 
saying? But no, we used to fuck with them Quaker squares, them oatmeal squares. I hate anything oatmeal related. Oh, okay. When I was when I was a child, when I was a child, I didn't understand what the hell oatmeal was, and my mama made it all the time, and I was like. You don't love your children. You know those fruity, like the the old Quaker boxes? It was like the multi-packs. Yeah. And it had like the different Still flavor oatmeal them. with like the strawberries, the peaches. I need those the are the only cinnamon. ones I can eat. I need the apple cinnamon kind. Ew. I need that. I like apples. I don't like cinnamon. I hate it. Well, I hate cinnamon. okay. I like, you know what? My favorite holiday, my favorite holiday scent is apple cinnamon. I don't understand I strawberries and cream oatmeal what is going on it's Sugar just dehydrated strawberries that shit's good my favorite one was that my I favorite don't like one dried strawberries was the peaches it's something and the blueberry was fire okay i like blueberries now i might have to fuck with that i don't understand dried strawberries we are all way too that. young to be having this in-depth I think conversation just, i think we're just a little heart healthy about cereal both hot and cold <laughs> i think we're just a little heart healthy and a little health conscious oh my god conscious you know, okay, yeah. So with our return to our old podcasting, Eat we are cereal, we, the good ones, the healthy look ones. Look here, woman. <laughs> <laughs> we we are sticking to the old format. We will always have a mental health topic of the week. We will have a small business highlight of the week. I was like going through our old episodes and realized that was something we stopped doing further Did. in because we had more so guests, guests come in right and they were like represent themselves. But those are two separate entities because like even if a person can't make it and especially with our new recording schedule. There's going to be a lot of episodes where, like, I'll be able to interview someone, you know, and Rachel isn't available, but I still want to highlight a small business every week, even if I have a guest or whatever that's, like, you know, promoting their shit. Um, I'm going to talk about, I want to start doing mental health stories in the news and media. Mm-hmm. I know we do that. We, like, touch on, like, certain topics and shit like that, but I feel like we have a bigger responsibility because it's, like, while we were going... Like this Kanye shit, this Kyrie shit, this Trump shit, this Elon Musk shit. Like, I have chapstick on the table. (laughs) Like, there's so many things that I feel like our culture is just ignorant on and just fucking. I think my eyelash tried to kill me. Oh my god! And just brain dead on. So ultimately, I feel like we should just be more transparent. Um, Racing, you want to start doing lives again? Like you, not me, you. Sure. Okay. No, because it's like, I've always, it we've always talked about this thing. We wanted to have a, uh, Leland like a and I were just talking about how I think I actually may start. Now that I have new social media, Nigga, I'm because... I'm going to bite you in the forehead. You cut me off again. <laughs> oh, I'm going to cut you off for real, huh? Yeah, I have. You're right. I love you. I, I has been wanting to start a segment called Racy's Rants, because as you see, she goes, Mm-mm. she, <laughs> you literally, Mm-mm. you pitched it before Mm-mm. I even started, friend. Well, tune in. <laughs> tune in, guys. So, yeah, so there, there's a lot of things. <laughs> uh, we have the voice that y'all heard in the background a little bit eating his fucking cereal. That's Abel. Abel's actually going to be, I'm going to like train him a little bit. He's kind of going to be our sound engineer and also going to be providing our music mm-hmm. from here on out after this episode. You know, oh, know. this. So, yeah, you, your pressure's on, nigga. Yeah, this like, you basically, you're, in this. you're hired, sir. You're, like, you work here. You're in this. So, yeah. there's a lot of shit we're doing. So, I'm excited. But this episode will be 100% just about like a catch up. To let you guys know where we are, where we have been over the past year. There's a lot of things been going down. Um, shit, I'm in therapy. <laughs> it was always, oh, that was gross. I'm sorry to do that on the mic. But I'm in therapy. Um, I've gone no contact with certain members of my family. Um, yeah, there's a lot. <laughs> How about you, Race? 
Um, over this year. Yeah, I'm gonna let you go first, cause. All right. Um. So, I started dating. I stopped working and started dating because I could, and that was a great experience. Um, it was. It came with stalkers. I was aggressively stalked <clears throat> to the point that I had to get rid of my socials and make new ones. And the new ones are technically still being stalked. I know her and she knows me. We have had exchange of words, but she will not face me face to face. Is that the one you fought? Not at all. She would have unsubscribed to life. <laughs> but, um, no, she has literally threatened me. Like, I have the text messages where she said that she wants to blow my head off. Mm. So, I can say whatever in the fuck I want to say about this woman whose name I will not say on your, our podcast. So I kinda I kinda won't be messy. <laughs> you can be as messy as you want to be because you know I take it though. But what's her name? <clears throat> what's her name? Nah, don't, 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 don't. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you off L. That's when you let your intrusive thoughts. Like, I'm gonna win. tell you off L and then if our lovely listeners wanna know. Mm-hmm. Alright. Yeah, continue, they continue. can contact us. No, they, nah, don't do that. Yeah, don't do that. That's not safe. But anyways, um, it came with being stuck. The best thing um about dating, when I did, um, <laughs> when I did, <laughs> um, was the fact that I learned a lot about myself, um, and what it means to really care for something that is not yours, and that's very very precious because the individual that I did date, um. I have very strong feelings for them, but I do not qualify for the position that they are trying to put me in in their life right now. I get that. So, um, but this year came with like dating and encounters with women that I never thought I would experience in my adult life. Right, Um, because to people who are unaware, right after I most recent episode like last year Hurricane Ida hit Louisiana so like everything got fucked up people you know separated all that dumb shit Racy moved to Texas wow I realized we didn't even talk about that yeah I was in Texas wow right a lot of things are fucked that's why Jeez. I said I'm gonna let you go first cause there's okay. shit that I literally just have to there was a lot that on. I was doing you guys um I was in Texas I was a lesbian for a few months while I was in Texas. I mean, I think my dating life kind of is interesting. Somebody that w- wants to be a part of it told me that I should actually write a book. So, I mean, it's not like it's not interesting. I'm a single black woman. Bet. I mean, hey, and people like me. So, I mean, why not share my experiences? Everybody got dating experiences. And I like, you know, I'm the first. So, I was a lesbian for like three months. Three months. But I lived. Yeah, but I only lived in Dallas for a month, and you know I was out there hustling, making me some money. I kept a roof over my head. I got me a job. I ended up. Um, what was I doing? I was a marketing executive. Mm -hmm. I remember you were excited about it. I was a marketing executive. Shout out to Jamrock. You know I hope they're doing well. Welcome. I fought the fucking urge. I fought the fucking um, urge. Started by a black woman, ran by black women. They hired black women. They hired my black ass. 
So yeah, yeah, they was gonna trust me with a team of individuals to make some money. So hell yeah. And now what are you doing? Making money. You better flex. She's I am a black. I am a black woman in tech. There we go. Hey, can I just say, I think we should start a YouTube channel. Your characteristics, everything. Like, I think she's a fucking character, a, right? Yeah, really. she, I think you would have a like a, a funny show. <laughs> that's <laughs> why you. she's going to be doing lives and not my black thank ass. Thank you. Like, thank you. That that's crazy because the last time we was really talking, I wanted to start our OnlyFans, but it was really just going to be a talk show. Yeah, she wanted. I was gonna prepare the food, and she was just gonna be gonna like talking to... shit in lingerie and just eating. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. There's a market for shit like that. Where's yeah, there's a market. Like People for shit love like my that. accent. They love to look at me. Everybody like food. You know what's crazy? Like I remember, I always had the idea that I said I was gonna start OnlyFans, and I was like, I was gonna do like cooking lessons, like half naked cooking lessons, like sexy cooking lessons and shit. So I already knew that there was a market for that, right? It's a haunting realization. Because it's like working at the bar work now where my biggest market would be straight men. Mm-hmm. And that is fucking weird. It's not weird. Let me tell you why. Men, so. men think they straight. Some men think they are straight. And we just going to leave that where it is. Aside from that, just like that white man told you, you are physically everything everybody would think a man is like oh if you was to open a dictionary and be like man your big sequoia built ass would be there but that's because of society and what they think the all physical man is so you have a lot of black men i saw like a tiktok or something that talked talks about how black men used to go back and forth like we're ribbing each other and striking each other and how i can tear into their securities and insecurities you got a lot of black men that don't know who they are. And that's okay. You got a lot of people who don't know who they are. You're an admirable black man. Well, thank you. Rather <laughs> platonically, romantically, you're admirable because you do a lot of shit openly that straight black men or what people think straight black men don't do. So when people see you, it's kind of just like a... I want to know more. I'm a question mark. Exactly. And that's why I'm like, it's the same thing with me. People be so up my ass, pay to be up my ass. Go and watch this little OnlyFans. Right. That's and good. hear me run my mouth because this really all the fuck I do. Like I, mean, I said, I pay- people wanted to date me and they've literally listened to every episode. Baby, of the- this, this is Monster Media. You yeah. Could, you could have your own fucking 25 minute podcast every week. I really was thinking that pretty much. Yo, yeah, I figure mean, figure out a name. I'll, I'll brand that shit. I'll even pay, I'll even put it under my publishing. I mean, yeah, like I've been working Y'all heard on that publishing. I've been working oh, on some stuff. Must be wasn't recording. I still been paying. Yeah, for I've been I've been working publishing. on some stuff. We just gotta have a team meeting, you know. But I'm with it. I like. Yeah, at, at the day, this is yeah. what this is all about. I sure. want to uplift people. Like Abel just moved here from Baton Rouge. Like, turn up. Super passionate about music. Super fucking talented. This like man fucking is right. And fresh I from remember city. when last year when we tried to record. <laughs> <laughs> last year when we tried to record a comeback episode or whatever, and I posted on on Instagram. I was like, need to. I want to train somebody to like kind of like be like a sound engineer, somebody in the background. Blah blah blah. Your sister was the first person who like that. She's like, can I send this to people? I'm like, fucking right. Like, yeah. And then look how the fucking universe works. So, I'm super excited. Shit's gonna be good. I'm excited too because I'm really trying to see what I can do with being a black woman in tech. Yeah, that shit, 
based off so of angles. who I work for and what I can learn. Yeah. We're gonna do the damn thing. Hell yeah. yeah. I'm definitely like I have really bad body dysmorphia, but I have realized so where I work now the bar <laughs> I have been put <laughs> the bar, through, huh, right. Huh, huh. I have been put through some of the most like objectifying, demoralizing, mm. angering well but also like complimentary, like reassuring, rewarding like experiences working at this bar because I've met some like really dope people. I've made some really cool connections through meeting these people. But I also like, I feel like a fucking piece of meat. Like people don't see me as a I'm human so being sorry. sometimes. Yeah, and I know that just, feeling and I'm so sorry. There is like the, the good and the bad, right? Because it's like one of this past nights I had like one of the worst nights and like this fucking lady ended up shattering a glass on a bar, like brandishing that one of my regulars and shit like that. So that in itself, and then she's called, she called me a misogynist who didn't care about women, all because like I pretty much told her. So <clears throat> we're going to back it up. We're going to do a full story time, right? There was this young lady. She was 23. We're going to call her R. So R was there. She was already like visibly fucked up right at the beginning of my shift. She got one round with me and she was like, all right, I'm drunk. Cut me off. I said, bet. I said, feel free to just hang out, drink some water and shit until you literally was there since the beginning of my shift. I go in at 845. So fast forward, this uh, lady comes in, we're going to call her Jay. She comes in. She had been there a few times before. Last time she was there, she was like celebrating the life of one of her friends and shit like that. So she was intoxicated. She was passionate, but she wasn't like a problem. But I already knew her. It was like, you know, kind of rowdy, whatever. So she comes in. And immediately she just like starts mama burden over the, the young lady R. And that's fine. It's like I get it, you know, you like looking out for her and shit like that. There's this one dude, he I know him to be a creep because <laughs> I met him at the gym and he was like following women around the gym. So I already knew he was a creep and he like picked up on one of my <clears throat> one of my coworkers' friends who was there at the bar, like super intoxicated. But you know, she let it happen. She's she's an adult. But anyway, so, <laughs> this lady, Jay, was like mama burden over over this girl, R, to the point, but the R was hitting on one of my friends. One of my friends straight up told her, you're too drunk, I'm not touching you, I'm not going there, I'm like, bet. I'm like, so this is a perfect scenario, I'm watching her, he's watching her, this lady is being she's creepy. Fine. But she's also, right. So, Jay calls me over, she gets loud and aggressive, and she's like, Ronnie, come here, come here. And I'm like, yo, she's like, do you know this guy? The creep I'm talking about. And I'm like, well, you go to the same gym. Like, he's not my friend or anything. She's like, he's getting right here. It's getting, like, all possessive and aggressive over her. Asking me, like, what am I to her? And, like, he owns her, blah, blah, blah. Trying to pick up on her because she's, she's drunk. And so I step back and I'm like, she's safe. I'm like, she's not going anywhere with anybody. I was like, I'm not letting her leave with him. I was like, she's good. I'm like, just calm down. She's like, okay. Blah, blah. So she finally calms down. We fast forward towards the end of the night. The bar closes at 3. I remember I got there at 8.45, and that's when I first met the young lady R who was right. drunk. So I had her sitting at the bar the entire time. It is now 4.15. I've kept my bar open an extra hour and 15 minutes to make sure this young lady was cool. Every time the young lady kept trying to leave, the older lady, Jay, kept like holding her, grabbing her, blah, blah, blah. So the lady was looking for her keys. I found her keys. So I asked my friend, Jaeger. I said, Jaeger, go bring her her keys. He runs outside, try to give the young lady her keys. He comes back in. He's like, Ronnie, I don't know what the fuck is wrong with this lady. She won't let me give the girl her keys, and she won't call her and say, hey, we have your keys. I'm like, I don't fucking know. So they sit back down, <clears throat> and I tell them, like, hey, yo, I understand you're trying to be, you know, be a good person. You're trying to do the right thing. I was like, but she's nobody's responsibility. We're all adults. 
I was like, she's not your sister. She's not your daughter. Yeah, she's not point, your cousin. I'm you like, are... she just has to get home. And she was like, of course, you don't give a fuck. You're a misogynist who doesn't care about women. I have never, I have never in my life had a fucking switch flip in my fucking brain. Everything said Ronnie, walk away. <laughs> Everything said Ronnie. And thank God my friend Joe was there. Joe's known me for like eight years. He like sensed it. Because immediately by the time I turned around, I like went to the, the hot water kettle because I was cleaning the beer taps. The moment I turned around, Joe, my friend Charlie, and then the other dude. <laughs> And the other dude, Jaeger, was just like there, like, we love you. <laughs> we love you. You're, be you're a beautiful person. And then I just turned. I was like, who the fuck you think you're talking to? I was like, you don't fucking know me. I was like, I've been protecting both of y'all all fucking night. I was like, the only person she, I even told my friend Joe, the person she was, she was the young lady was hitting on, I'm like, worst comes to worst, Joe. I was like, she can't drive. Worst comes to worst, let her have your bed. You sleep on the couch. She's like, I was already going to do that if it came to that. Like, my friends are good people. This young lady was never in fucking danger. How dare you insult me? Right. So after I click click out on it, I'm like, you know what? Fuck this. So I go back to uh, shutting down. And it is it was in one fucking fluid motion. I like, looked at it on the camera. She threw her drink in my friend Jaeger's face and in one motion slammed the bottom of the fucking mug on the bar and had the glass in his face. And he's just like, all right, Ronnie, I can't fucking do it. I was like, he's like, this bitch is throwing this glass in my face. What the fuck? He's like, she's got a fucking gun. He's like, she's got a fucking Hell gun. no. And I was, just like, I was like, all right, final show. I was like, you got to get the fuck. I was like, you got to get the fuck out. Weird like, ass lady. So it was like, I had that. But in that same night where I had that traumatic ass experience, like I had somebody at my bar top crying to me. And, and I was like, dude, you okay? And he was like, these are happy tears. And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like. You've ever been so impressed and like in love with the humanity of somebody? And I was like, no. He was like, that's you, dude. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> I feel the same way though. Remember when I asked you about freezing your turn? <laughs> yes. And I was just so blown away at your fucking answer. And I was just like, this nigga might be the best nigga walking around on fucking earth because the answer was so, it was so selfless. Like it was you, like it wasn't even about me when you answered the question. Cause I was just like, these niggas out here is weird. And if I ever want a kid, just make sure you got some baby gravy waiting on me. And you was like, well, you go, what? He was you got like, a text message? I got a couple. Ooh. And your answer was like, well, I was going to do that anyway. Because that's just how I am. I wanted to freeze eggs for a lot of my like uh, same-sex friends and shit like that. Because I've had, since high school, I've had like, you know, a lot of girls didn't come out as lesbian mm -hmm. But they knew. Mm -hmm. So it was like, I've been having... People asking for my eggs since high school. But it's like... Well, not my eggs, my seed. That was fucking stupid. Did you ask that? Yeah. So here's the thing. I've, I've embraced it at this point in my life that I understand it's kind of a superpower, but it also makes me uncomfortable in certain scenarios. I make people comfortable. Mm -hmm. It's just I have to learn to set boundaries to let people know where you're too comfortable. Mm -hmm. Like, last night, like I had a person like... We talk about sexuality a lot, and it's like because I need, I hate when people just like label something, oh, that's gay, or like that's sus, blah, blah, blah. No, like yeah. you know who you are. Everything is like at the end of the day, it's a spectrum. Like you're going to be more like hetero leaning or whatever, whatever the case may be. But 
I have a lot of like uh, gay and like trans and like non-binary regulars and shit like that because I like that I have I've created an environment of like inclusivity and welcome like at the bar like even from the music the content I play like all kind of shit but there's like this one young man who like won't respect my boundaries of like no is no like I don't like that it goes from like oh oh please can I just can I just hug you and it's like I'm an affectionate dude like I hug my friends like alright and then it's like alright why your mustache on my neck my guy like yeah. you're crossing the line mm-hmm. and then it's like you I'm, I'm walking past and it's like alright you your hand was a little too close to my ass but it's like alright I'm like but then when you it comes to the point where it's like can can I please taste your cock bitch you could taste my fist that's <laughs> like, aggressive and it sucks yes dude. oh my god oh my dude right right like somebody really said that to your that's face that's what I'm saying it's like it's right. this, this period in my life and it's like it's kind of forcing it because I've always been so uncomfortable with my own skin and I've reached a point now where it's like you know what this is who I am like I'm a big fucking dude like dude like Abel you would notice I just started wearing shorts like I used to only wear like stereotypical like long ass basketball shorts like past your knees yeah. and, like shit like that cause like I've always been like self conscious about my legs and like all that shit but it's like I'm I'm a big ass dude. <laughs> like I, I I eat moderately healthy. I work out a lot. You know, like I I do these things. I'm just meant to be a big dude. So it's like I'm embracing my body. I'm learning to love myself and like in all phases and all like seasons. And so then I go to this bar and it's like, okay, cool. Like I'm attractive. Like I'm cool. Like I like these people who like like me for who I am as a person genuinely. Because I don't know these fucking people. So I don't. They don't know me. Know me. But at the end of the day, who you are at your core always will shine through. So, like, I enjoy yeah. that. But then also on the other side, it's, like, being objectified. And, like, before yeah. before Destiny and I started dating, I literally, like, she she was the date that was going to just start me off at being a fucking hoe. I was, like, the world has always treated. Like, ever since I got into fitness and ever since I, like, I guess came into my looks, it was always the world saw me as a piece of meat and I always like fought it and I'm like no I'm an intellectual like I have so much like personality if you think if you think the outside is beautiful just fucking have a conversation you know get to mm-hmm. know me so I was like fuck it like if this little young white girl wants a big black man fantasy I'll be that for her and I'll just like fucking <laughs> I'll just take it for what it is after our first date we've been inseparable ever since you know and it's so crazy mm-hmm. everything happens when a time like I accepted I was gonna be a piece of meat like blah 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 and then the universe said no motherfucker here's someone who's gonna love you who's gonna grow with you who's gonna cherish you and shit like that and then fast forward to now like my mental health is already in the fucking biggest upheaval it's ever been but I also mm-hmm. have the biggest grip I've ever had mm-hmm. and then I like have to three nights a week I have to go to a bar where I'm pretty much being objectified yeah like, life on a daily is weird basis. <laughs> yeah like and life is weird for sure it's teaching me like new fucking hurdles and like new ways to like handle shit and shit so it's like now I'm just learning like setting those boundaries like because my whole thing is it goes from being like yeah everything's cool everything's fine I don't care to me grabbing you by your throat mm-hmm. I need to find that middle ground <laughs> and, and it's hard for me I understand it's hard because little, my <laughs> I trigger I was involved in a physical altercation so I my understand. trigger is disrespect but because I'm so like open-minded and, and understanding <laughs> a lot of people take that like well what are you going to take as disrespectful you asking to taste my dick, my guy? The girl, the girl was like, "Listen, we can go back and forth. I love a good back and forth. I love a great back and forth. I love words." The girl called me a hoe. 
She was mad at a friend of mine. She got caught like in a lie, like in like live time. Like it was just not good for her. And so as it happened, my friend called my phone who was in another state and was like, what was said? And I was like, well, would you look at that? She just walked through the door. I can hand her the phone. Because I don't play them types of games. You got to stand on what you say. That's how my mama raised me. So I gave the girl the phone and she walked out the house and she came in the house and she was upset. The only thing that pissed me off, and this is how we engaged in fisticuffs. She was yelling at my friend on the phone and was like, don't call no whole phone about me. And I was like, now, wait a minute now. Wait a minute, motherfucker. I was like, now we can say whatever we got to say, but ain't nobody out here disrespect you. I'm not going to let nobody disrespect me because this ain't even my shit. Like, it was literally not my shit. Hoes just like to try me. It literally had nothing to do with me. So, she just got caught in a lie that involved my friend. Trying to be, you know, smart and sassy and all this kind of stuff. Was that the situation you were telling me about that involved, like, a, a group chat? No. Different situation? Yeah. Um, but lo and behold, um, apparently she was jealous of me because of the guy that I was dating and all this other stuff, which was so stupid. But That is the silliest reason. Yeah, because I'm going to beat your ass if you talk about mm-hmm. you want to fight. I don't give a fuck what it's about. You stupid. Imagine getting so, your ass beat because you like somebody else's partner. Imagine getting <laughs> your ass beat and I got on skims and stilettos <laughs> with my hair down oh in front God. five niggas. I was like, I'm, I was like I'm going home. Ranger, I was like, I'm going home. She was, And they still went to the club. You're a stupid young woman. I'm going home. I was too pretty to even get in this fight. But her stupid ass was like, don't call no whole phone about me. I said, well, who is the hoe? And she was like, it don't even matter. You could get smacked for your partner. I said, for sure that. She was running around like, I need a scrunchie. I need a scrunchie. <laughs> and I was like, I need to take my shoes off because they strapped up. It was the little scrappy stilettos. I was like, I need to take my shoes Man, off. I've seen but I videos. felt like I was down there too long. I was like, fuck it. I just got up and I was like, what's up? So I'm posted. And so she tried to like circle around me because I had like my little fit on. Yeah, bitch, you thought I worked her. with both of these motherfuckers on my hand. Bust that bitch face open. You better know. How about I left them motherfuckers out there? I had to go back and get both of them. I hit the man in the face. He was trying to break it up, and I was like, let me go. He didn't want to let me go. So, wop, wop. <laughs> a real quick right hook. <laughs> bop. That's the one. When I want a nigga to get up off me, you're going to catch a right hook. Ask my brother. I've been, I've been fighting niggas a long time. I got three older brothers. Ask him how he caught that right hook real smooth. Changed his life. He never... <laughs> what? <laughs> It changed his life because he was ready to hit me. That's what I'm saying. And he, like, had to grab me. And he was like, I'm your brother. You're not supposed to fight me. And I was like, you tried it, bitch. <laughs> it's so it's funny to this Racy day. Has, Racy has uh, ankle biter since. I do. She, she's always been the smallest around, so she has the biggest, most aggressive person. Yeah, life. I got three older brothers. I got a dad, three uncles. You crazy. I ain't scared of no nigga or no bitch out here. My, my uncle used to call me from jail. I was like... These niggas ain't shit. Yo, where you from? 
Here. You from Yeah. Oh, well, man. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so. This is, I, this, I think this is Abel's first time encountering like a real New a Orleans real woman. New Orleans <laughs> With the tattoo on my he, leg and all. He only knows so no, peep this. I know, I know uh, my, my, the studio I go uh, make beats at, they from New Orleans. Right. Oh, that's that's. You would have never thought that I live in the night world, right? My fucking white guy accent, it fucking yeah. fucks people up. So I was talking. He was uh, asking me about like business shit and like uh, and stuff that he was trying to take care of. And I told him I was like, yeah, I was like, dude, I literally know everybody, like somebody in any field, blah blah blah. He's like, um, I don't know how to ask this, but uh, are they black? <laughs> <laughs> I had to tell him I was like a bell. I was like, the whitest thing about me is it's my, my girlfriend and our circle of friends. That's it. Yeah, like, no. <laughs> Anything no, it's, it's a whole lot of niggas after this. Yeah, my it's God. It's a like, whole lot of niggas after this. And sometimes, like, people ask me sometimes, because it's like, <laughs> I guess because they judge of, like, my accent, like, my mm-hmm. interests and shit like that. They just And the fact that my, my, my partner's white. Just like, okay, I explain to people often, there's two different types of black dude that, that date white women, right? Mm-hmm. And I avoid getting into these threads on Twitter because somebody's going to say something. Right. And one of the problems that I don't market the podcast as well as I want to is because... If you say something I don't like, I'm going to curse you the fuck out. And then I'm going to insult your intelligence in a very vile, disrespectful way because I'm a wordsmith. That's what I like to do. (laughs) Okay, what is that? I'm going to stop. Okay, but anyway, there's two different types of black men who date white women, right? And there's one who pretty much date them because they're putting down black women, right? Mm -hmm. There's like like the colorists and shit like that. And then there's black men like me who I don't give a fuck. Like if I like you, I like you. That's Luna, baby. She she's. I thought she was having an angry dream. So, in my situation, I grew up only around white folks, so I never really. That sounded so southern when you said white folk. I'm sorry. I mean, Baton Rouge is pretty yeah. fucking country. I mean, I mean, yeah, that's when I was like, oh. Bad rules. Yo, but same. So I grew up wrong. Yeah. Now that I'm grown, I'm like, I'm being myself, so I'm really experiencing. I'm like, hold on. I never really gave a chance to, you know, black woman. So I'm like, let me, let me adventure off into that. Uh, you know what's crazy? Like <laughs> the the shenanigans. Because of, because of my personality, everybody I always meet, they always assume like I'm always like, oh, you you just date white women, huh? You date white women. It was either always you date nothing but white women or like you gay. I'm like motherfucker. I've been like, trying to give you to a black woman for years, and, and they have been missing out on their blessings. You know what's crazy? Like that's what I was <laughs> looking for. Like I literally had this idea in my head, and I I get it. It's like it's low key toxic, and that's why I'm so grateful for the universe bringing me destiny because mm-hmm. it, she's literally everything I said I wouldn't want or wouldn't accept. Mm-hmm. I said I would never date somebody younger than me. I said it's my partner had to be black or brown to understand my experience and like all kind of shit and here we are. That's why I'm going to end up with somebody that got like seven kids. Like, bitch like settle down. I feel like that's, that, them children. Them children going to get me caught up. Them cheering. Them cheering. Them cheering. I feel. I feel like you asked me about being a step parent. I oh, feel like I. I'll. I'll say. I'll say this loud, Ooh. proud to anyone. Even if I understand that I am thirty years old. I think it would be a test of my patience. I don't care. Destiny and I could break up. I'm not being a stepdad. I don't want kids. And it's not, I love children. Have, They're amazing. You have never wanted children. Never. That's never been something i The decade I've that I have been knowing this man. Who? You talking about, uh... <laughs> no, nigga. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I 
No, I was telling him, I don't know if it was caught on the mic earlier. I think, um... About your, the stepkids? Yeah. It was caught. Oh, okay, cool. Not literally. You wasn't... Well, you heard it. I don't know. I, he, I, was, he was getting ready for work. Oh, so, I know. That's this guy who has been, like, aggressively courting me. Like, magnificently courting me. But I think he just had a baby on November 14, 2022. She thinks... And I said, she's like, right? And she's, she's like, it, it has his last name. I'm like, that don't mean shit. You know how many project families I know? <laughs> Babies walking around with the wrong last name. Like, that don't mean shit. Hey. <laughs> hey. Hey now. Right. Hey that, now. That, man a chance that to, baby to got the face. new car smell. Exactly. I'm going to give him a chance to be a father. Fresh out the cooch. Yeah, eat, eat. that baby smell like Payless. That, you remember what Payless <laughs> used to smell like? <laughs> I was about to play. I was about to say that fucking baby, placenta and that pussy. That baby, that baby still got the warehouse smell. That baby still smell like Home Depot. Fresh off the rack. Fresh off the assembly line. That baby smell like a Home Depot sawdust. So it don't look I'm like not, nobody. I'm not touching that. It look like a fucking uh, alien. Ooh, look <laughs> like newborn babies are ugly. It I look like stand. the white raisins. I can't stand when people. Don't like, send oh me God. no picture. Uh, that baby face still swollen. Give me two, oh, three months. Oh. Let that baby's face settle. Come I don't on now. See no blah. It literally just look got just like out the of daddy, your... Father God. Cause <laughs> whose face is this? Whose face is this? Clay face. This like... baby look like gum. <laughs> Who is this? I don't like. Now you see why I said, let me have my own. Now, cause do you see how? It's fucking. That's why I be like, let me just have my own. Because, and then you bout she bout hitting baby mamas and face. First of all, this is the thing. I'm 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 really like an individual. Like I'm a strong believer in individual individualism. That baby is a soul that just got here, <laughs> and I know it's a baby, but I'm Jeracia. I just said the baby looked like Father God. Do you think? That's why I said I just need to have my own. That way, when somebody talking about my baby, at least it's mine, what and I'm say, gonna beat your ass. What do you say like when someone's baby is ugly? Like, do you? Them lie? shoes so cute. I say, oh look at look at them, them little shoes. Like, whether it's a boy or girl, I'm like, oh look, look at him. Look at the look little at outfit. Look at the eels. That's such look a cute outfit. Look at the chunky little I hands. I'm not. I'm not one of those. I'm not a. I don't know. I, I don't sugarcoat shit. That's so. what I'm saying. Don't have me around your kids. Who you is ever, this one for? You ever stop to you ever stop to think like somebody gotta come get it? It's a it nickel. <laughs> you ever stop to think like how much of your personality is like actual tr- trauma responses? Yeah. You ever like wrote it down? No. So I've, one of the uh, I've been I'll forced. Be I've been forced to like do like a, a therapy journal. I was gonna lately. say you got homework. Um, no, nah, because I only see my therapist once a month now. She says I'm at a point where I, I don't need to see her more than that, which is dope for me. Because, like, it's pretty much just, like, upkeep. And my problem is I remember everything. Literally. Every. Mm. I don't have a single repressed memory. Not a, I don't have a single. Let me rephrase that. I don't have a single repressed traumatic memory. Mm. Like, if I got cut, I remember everything. Like, from the fucking scar on my thumb, mm-hmm. on my ankle. Like, whatever. I remember how I got it. But I literally was just asking myself one day, like, am I a nice person? Or mm. am I just so used to like my needs, my wants, my desires, like not being fulfilled that I just allow my personality <laughs> to just become a natural people pleaser? Right. Like, a good question. I right. asked if I, I, asked my, I asked myself if I was a narcissist. I've asked myself that too. I, I'm the baby of my family, so 
I also think I have a mild because I've been like ignored most of my life. Like, and I put, I'm going to like put ignored in italics because I'll, I'll touch back on that. But because I've been ignored most of my life, like, I low key have like not a worship kink, but like, okay, so I was listening to a podcast the other day, and it's this, <laughs> this is older white lady, and she said men just need to be fed, fucked, and um, fuck, what was the last one? Fed, fucked, and flattered. Fed, fucked, and flattered. And that's what I need. But it's it, it can't be surface level shit. Like, you're so handsome. I know I'm cute. Like, facts. Right, like, facts for I know, sure. I know facts I'm for sure. I'm right. the only person who thinks I'm ugly. So it's like, I'm, I know I'm cute. And it's like, this is oh, hilarious. like, oh, you have a nice body. No shit, bitch. It's mental illness. I'm always in the fucking gym. Like, but like, when I reference that uh, bar compliment, like, the humanity like when i meet people and they're like damn like you're so so kind like i know i just met you but i can like feel it and it's like even small things like for my partner it's like noticing because destiny is probably one of the most spoiled women in this or the next world and i take fucking pride in that shit <laughs> and i take fucking pride and like just hearing like her friends would mention they'd be like oh this 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 spoiled bitch and, and they're like oh you spoil her and i'm like <laughs> shit like that I'm like weak. i love that shit because yeah. i want people to see that like i'm loving someone right mm-hmm. i may have not have been loved right my entire life right. but i'm doing that yes. i'm getting over the trauma of being put down like i talked about how like i've gone no contact with my mom now it's it's so crazy that like and this is so prevalent in like black and latino families a lot of parents feel they can't do wrong. Like, I sacrificed for you. I did this. I did that. You did the minimum requirements for splitting me out of your fucking body. I didn't ask to be here. I didn't ask I to be your pet. responsibility. So, therefore, I think it is unfair to make your kids feel like they owe you something or make it feel like like blood-related family. is like this over-encompassing, like, I mean, all-encompassing, huge thing. It's the most important thing in the world. When it is not, I truly feel the most important family is the family you create on your own. Like me, I don't want kids. So it's like the, the normal societal standard of like what it means to like start a family is nowhere on my gauge. Like no kids, my friend circle, like the people I meet, like now that you live in the city, like you're going to going to be around a group more. So you're going to meet my best friends have been my best friends for years. I still talk, I'm 31 years old. I still talk to the friends I met freshman year of high school. I still talk to people I've known since I was five. My best friend, Mario, I've wanted to beat his ass over the years. Mario's a little younger than me, but I've literally watched Mario go from being a fucking 17 year old, doubtful, insecure, like this is before he came out and shit, like Mm -hmm. fucked up teenager to being this amazing, fucking strong, confident, beautiful fucking grown ass mm-hmm. man so it's like he's Lindsay. Great. Lindsay is like my newest like outside of my friend circle uh, that my girlfriend and I have created Lindsay is like my newest like friend friend mm-hmm. and I see so much of myself in Lindsay because Lindsay has like this outlook she's like I call her a 14 year old white girl she literally has the personality of uh, a Disney princess a sexy Lizzie McGuire and I only, <laughs> like, and I only say sexy not saying she's sexy but it's like like a sexual yeah. Lizzie McGuire that's Lindsay's personality she's so green she's so like hopeful and like optimistic and I always told her I was like damn I was like you remind me so much of myself before I got my heart broken because she just she just builds like 
these larger than life fantasies in her head and like we all do it but she like sees life in that like guys and shit like that but it's like i love my friends like who i have it's like who i have and like this is my life but i can't move forward as a man and as a human being allowing my family's toxicity to pull me down more than i already have my entire identity my entire life my identity has been question it has been one that has been forced upon me from standards from society or standards from my family like i tried talking to my mom about it before like how her question of my sexuality fucked me up as a kid like and it her reasoning for it was has always changed and like that's the thing that i think causes the biggest issue with my family and i i don't forget things yeah. i do not i will never especially if it had a, like an impact on me and the reasons for like her question of my sexuality changed so much. First, it was like, "Oh, you was you was just soft. You was a little crybaby," and I'm like, "I was a fucking mama's boy. I was a kid. Of course, I was a fucking crybaby." And then it was, it was, "Oh, like uh, you was just like how you used to talk and blah blah blah. Like, oh, you was friends with all girls. Blah, blah, blah. Like, I grew up with a single mom. Naturally, I'm gonna bond more with women." Mm-hmm. And then, like, in the most recent years, it was like, "Oh, how you was built." Excuse me? Not my physical makeup. Maybe. Like, because yeah. I got a big ass? Like, I'm sorry? And so it's like, I've reached a point in my life now. It's like, I understand that I'm in therapy. I'm doing the work to, to grow as a human being. My family's not. I can't expect him to expect them to be on the same page as I am. I can't expect them to ever be on that page. But what I do know is I will not allow shitty or unsatisfactory behavior in my fucking circle. I don't give a fuck who you are. Yeah. My mother, my father, mm-hmm. my brother, my sister, I love you to death. I don't have time for it. Yeah, you're 30. My like <laughs> I don't even like want to like put my business like on that, but like for your own mother to tell you that you think you're better than them and you're ashamed of them. You deserve to live a happy life at this point. I celebrate the fuck out of my family. Yeah, all the time. Like, how dare you? All the time. Like, legit. Like, in in the years that I've known you, and, like, even when it comes... Because they do love to, like, do stuff for, like, Father's Day and Mother's Day and birthdays. Y'all do like to spend time together. And there has never been a moment where you would show yourself, like, to be, I'm just not going to go. Like, you would never show yourself being a dick. Like, even when you guys did have the brunch for breakfast, before that, I remember you just not being on the same page with them, but you were still very attentive and always present. There. Which always was, yeah, always. My, it's just, and my, my younger siblings, not all of them, like they pretty much have this outlook on me that like if they don't need me, I'm forgotten about. Like my little sister, one of my little sisters, my whole family essentially fucking lived with me for for a year. And one of the little sisters who I spoke about on this podcast who I didn't have a relationship with due to her disrespect, like, was just staying in my shit. No one asked me. Like, I literally just walked through the back and she's just lying. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck? <clears throat> so we had never even squashed the beef that led for us to go to no contact prior. So fast forward this, you know, all that dumb shit. After, like, my family finally moves out, my birthday passed. And I simply asked, like, this is before my mom and I stopped talking. I simply asked, I'm like, damn. I'm like, so Deja w- was living here, but she couldn't even tell me happy birthday? My sister gets on the phone and like, oh, I'm uh, I'm sorry, Ronnie. I totally forgot. I was so used to us not talking that it slipped my mind. 
how the fuck you was used to us not talking when you just you lived with me for the house. past fucking year? Are you kidding me? You're in my house. You don't need me anymore, so you don't think about me anymore. Then she has this whole fucking thing. Remember, my sister and I fell out Christmas 2020 during a fucking pandemic. She has, like, my mom and everybody thinking, oh, we haven't been talking for three years. Your fucking daughter is four. I've, I've been there for two of her birthdays, three of her birthdays. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And even my mom's like, no, you, you your time's messed up. How the fuck is my time's messed up? When else have I, I've only been living there for four years. That's insane. When else was I home for six months at a time outside of a fucking pandemic? I was about to say, you <laughs> like shit. And it's just so many. You probably things. don't even live in your house. Six I love months them. Out the damn year, I love them. I love them so much. much. But I want them like my older brother. Like that's always gonna be my favorite person, and I hope that our relationship can move forward. Because like how we fell out is, I called him on his actions, and it's like it wasn't like an accusatory like, "You a bitch ass nigga." Like about you haven't even known me that long. I'm not an aggressive like. I'm not gonna attack somebody on some shit. It was literally laid out like, "This is how you've been making me feel," and these are the actions that have made me feel that way immediately turned and then I even mentioned something I was like yo like you joking and shit and it's like I don't think he knew that my mom was telling me like all the side conversations they have with my sexuality so uh fucking side notes like people who would know I wore like a kimono and a crop top to a festival like I'm a big ass dude and I look fucking fly in that shit <laughs> they're having like side conversations like one of my mom's friends like calling her it's like why Ronnie got a blouse like why why, a blouse. why, why Ronnie's friend like why he kissing a, a boy's face cause he's my fucking best he's friend. My friend like I can't kiss him on the cheek like you acting like I'm licking the nigga tongue like <laughs> all these like side conversations they were right. my brother like he didn't know that my mom was like cluing me in like oh they even turned the fact that I want to get a fucking vasectomy into some type of joke about my sexuality. So I mentioned that to him and he's like, and immediately like when I'm telling him all these things he did, he's like, he's like, blah, 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 faggot. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, my nigga, Whoa. this is a problem in itself. This is not a moment for you to just resort back to like normal fucking brother bad banter back and forth. Cause now I'm telling you my feelings are now I'm pissed the fuck off. Cause I feel right. like you're playing with me. What's wrong with just acknowledging something you have done or something you have said hurt somebody? Yeah. Intention matters, but fucking impact matters more. Be aware of how everything you do affects somebody. Mm -hmm. It's not saying walk around, be a fucking pushover or being a people pleaser to the point that you ignore your basic needs. But if someone, especially someone you care about is telling you, this is what you did. Yes. This is how it made me feel. Yes. Even if you disagree, acknowledge that fucking person's feelings yes. and you move the fuck forward. Is that simple? No one with my last name I has this fucking capability. I don't and it understand blows my why mind. people say feelings aren't fact. I hate when people say that. I hate when people say that. I, I don't know. I just don't understand. I just don't understand that that whole feelings aren't fact. I'm like, what do you mean? So if if your feelings are hurt, you just gonna coin that as disbelief. No, if but your feelings people, hurt, that's valid. Exactly, and and I tell my brothers that I'm like, if your feelings are hurt, that is valid. I say it. I say it's as simple as you eating some food you don't like. If somebody make you a meal and you don't like it, you just gonna keep eating it for the sake of what? It's nasty. That's the truth. It's nasty. You don't like it. And that prior to this, like. <laughs> Elevation of evolution, I guess I'm going through. That was my personality. As long as it doesn't make me uncomfortable, mm. as long as it doesn't, you know, fuck me over too much, then it's okay. And it's like I'll be having these feelings and these thoughts about like a certain situation. I'll be like, 
fuck this. This is how I feel. Blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm angry. Like I need yeah. to, like, you know, I need to say something. I need to exp- voice my opinion. And then like when it came to my family, like right when I come with that feeling, like I'd be pretty much guilted. Of and course. Then just, like into just like allowing certain <clears throat> things. And I've just reached a point where if I'm not like appreciated, if I'm not understood, and my energy, my attention, my love, and my understanding is mm-hmm. like not reciprocated. I don't need you. Yes. Because, of course, there's a proper way to convey your emotions and express. Because, you know, of course, you know, you can't make no feelings based on all that bullshit that people like to say. You can properly convey your emotions. Yeah. And then, of course, when the motherfucker ain't trying to hear you, then it's like, well, fuck it. What, 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 what is... You know, and that's why I basically be saying I don't qualify for the positions that people are trying to put me in in their life. I'm not mad. It ain't no beef. But when I'm telling you something and you just can't hear it for the sake of your pride or your ego, like you can't just acknowledge how something made me feel. There's really nothing we could talk about beyond this point. That, I mean, cause, cause why? Cause anytime we're met with a misunderstanding and I try to express myself. You ain't even gonna try to hear it, and, and and why not? Why not? Like, what's the what's wrong with having a conversation about accountability? You know what's uh, like so crazy? Like when my so Abel doesn't know this, but so I'm just gonna recap it so he can hear. Uh, I dated a, a a lady before who used to whoop my ass. <laughs> like she she was abusive, like <clears throat> physically, mm-hmm. verbally, and emotionally. Like she was just just a fucked up. Individual. individual you you still got hmm? you still got heat for her why would i not i know what oh, i know what it's she straight Never up mind. wanted she straight up wanted to beat her ass <laughs> so i remember this one time so like after i know where to go find her. after she and uh, remember remember what i was talking about because this story i'm a better person now but i remember I know what I'm fine. Be my fucking placeholder. Because I remember what the okay, topic now. Because I'm telling about this story. Okay. So, <laughs> so I remember after she and I had broken up, we were still like sleeping together, of course, because we were fucking toxic, you know, 20-somethings. Um, and this is the Apple Watch had just like became a thing. So I was sleeping and she goes in my Apple Watch and like goes through my messages and like texts Racy and it's like, uh... He just ate my pussy, blah, blah, blah. So Racy responds, all right, girl, my man just ate mine too. Go get yourself. <laughs> I wake up to being punched in the face because this is like right, right after, right, right, I had just had my first Tinder date. I've only had like one or two Tinder dates. One. Women are crazy. Women have been attacking me, not attacking me, but attacking me behind men for years. And I just be in my room. You know what? I've always had, like, because I've always had so many female friends and shit, like, of course, they have boyfriends and shit like that. I've had so many dudes, even dudes that I've introduced to my female friends, all of a sudden just swip. I don't want you around. People are in- well, look, pe- people are insane. It's like uh, I don't know. It's like a lot of people do that though. They they simply can't be. Uh, it's like if any guy or any female that's with like uh, somebody's uh, partner, they automatically think they're an issue. Right. They they simply can't just be a. a that's because people need to stop sexualizing everybody. Yeah. You've said that before on an episode. That's why, like, most straight men have a problem with gay men. Because a lot of people have a problem with only seeing people as their sexuality. That's, or, like, what they do behind closed doors. Right. I don't give a fuck and who you fucking. Yeah, like, like if that you make shit me ain't feel even weird, important. I don't want you around me. I'm like, here for a good time. Like, let's have a great time. 
You know, people cannot believe we have been friends for years. And never slept together. And have not touched each other. We've never even kissed. Never. Like, people don't understand that. Why? You know, why do we need to do that to sell the friendship? When Lindsay and I worked at Dini's, no one believed we weren't fucking. Nobody believes. You're gonna meet Lindsay. Lindsay is like, I was just talking about her. She's super fucking goofy, super good lucky. Like, I love her daughter. She's a fucking, like, how old is Corey? Three or four? Three or four. You're like four. I don't fucking know. (laughs) But. I don't know. People are crazy. I will say that though, because I know you like to call that little red skin person my man. I will say, based off of what Abel, Abel, I don't want to say it incorrectly. Thank you. Based off of what Abel just said, um, people have a problem with possession. Um, yeah, and that's why I was like, on the flip side of that weird situation, I'm grateful for the experience because for me, I more so felt like I learned how to actually love somebody. Mm-hmm. That was not mine. Is not mine. And that is okay. And that's why I'm like, people think I'm kind of crazy because I know how to love without possession. Like, I mean, that's just not, it's not fun for nobody. That's a shared, uh, it's not fun for nobody. I'm actually trying to conquer that in therapy to where, uh, Destiny and I have been together for a year and a half. It's not easy. I'm, (laughs) I'm still not, because there's no other term to like use. I'm still not comfortable in a relationship. Understandable. Like, I don't know comfort. I don't, I don't think know, I would. As I much as I comfort. want one, I don't think I would be comfortable either. I don't know trust. Like, and it's like it's weird. Like when when people hear when I say I don't trust you, like I trust you to be a human being, mm-hmm. and human beings are naturally self serving. Mm-hmm. So it's like while appreciating and loving my partner is like I can say I've I've said this before in this podcast as well. Like I can say I choose you for the rest of my life. But I also, I don't expect, I don't believe it when other people say it. And it's fucked up. That's crazy. It's fucked up because it's like, I truly can like love and like, I'm yours, you're mine. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you're not. Right. Like, right. you're your own person. Like she yeah. could, and I tell her all the time and I know it fucks with her because it's like, because I've been fucked over so much and because like my mind. So <laughs> when I first started going to therapy, it's like, I like cracked the joke about ADHD and my therapist straight up said, I just assume you were off meds. So my entire life, I've had attention deficit disorder, and I've just turned it into a superpower. Like, if you ever see me in here, like, I'll be watching TV, and my phone is also in my hand, or, like, I'll be, like, playing a game, and I'm still, like, Googling shit on my phone. My brain has to be stimulated from multiple, like, right. ways and I, shit like I that. that shit too. So it's, it's like, amazing. my memory is just fucking up there. And it's just, like, mm. there's mm. just... So, all I know is trauma. So I don't know how to be loved. I, mm. I don't, and it's just... My problem is I think I do know how to be loved. I know what I want. Without material. And I don't think men know how to serve that. Straight men don't no, know how to serve but that. But it's also, it's also not, and I'm going to, for the rare off chance, I'm going to lump myself in with mm. other cis-hetero males. That's um, okay. I ain't shit either. It's not our fault. Yeah, I know. It's not our fault. And Literally, society. <laughs> what's has unfortunate been... about it not being your fault? My mama ain't shit because she's fascinated with my lifestyle. At my age, my mom was married with four kids. She she got it started, baby. For those who do not know, my parents had four kids in five years. They've been married and happy their whole life. They are all each other knows. So my mom is fascinated by the way that I date, but because of society, she's like, you should probably get a husband and a boyfriend. I should not. And, why? and I'm like, well, she knows. And a boyfriend? Yeah. 
She, <laughs> she know her daughter. I'm spoiled. I'm spoiled. I'm spoiled. And I'm hard. I have a dad. He has three brothers. I got three brothers. And all of them have told me men aren't shit. There's a lot of reasons. They tell me do not respect men. But I love the fuck out of the man. Here's the thing. Oh, my God. Men, there are a lot of, there are a lot of good So men. it's like. But we're uh, all fucked up. You yeah. You got to pick the lesser of two evils for sure. But that's what anybody I feel like. Yes, it is. But as far as like on the topic of just like men being crippled in a certain sense, like. From the dawn of fucking time, society has been telling you like that yeah. men don't have to be there emotionally. They don't have to be there right. phys- physically right. most of the time. They right. literally just have to be the, the breadwinner. Like right. they're just there to like whip the kids' ass, right. like eventually knock have sex on the birthdays yeah. and fucking pay the bills, right? And so it's like now we're, we're finally in a, uh, yeah. a kind of a gap where generation. And on, honestly, the only people who, the only cultures that are like pushing back on this is like black, brown, and yellow communities. Black like, American culture, for sure. Yeah, because it's like... And we fuck each other up with that. When, if you sit in, like, a room of, like, just chill, like, open-minded, just normal fucking people, like, taking their, like, ethnic backgrounds or, like, out of the equation, like, white, yeah. black, blah, blah, blah. There's okay. a reason Let's... why white men still run society, because those sure, motherfuckers, sure. Okay. Like, they don't so... care about anything. <laughs> they no. only care about being... They want to be fucking oppressed. That's the only thing they Let... care about. Okay. Go for sure. Come closer, Dan. Go talk to me. Yeah, it goes down to even how like so. Who really controls society from the beginning? You know, like back in white men. Yeah, in the African culture, the woman was like you know we were we were, it wasn't much of a uh, it wasn't what's going on. Most societies around the world are matriarchal societies. Yeah. Only mm-hmm. Americans. American society is one of the few American and like Middle Eastern Muslim cultures. This those are the only ones that are centered around men. And let me tell you why. For me, not only and this is not a dig at anybody that had that comes from a separated family. The only reason why I come from an immediate family is because my parents come from separated families, and they made a choice separately, consciously. That's not something that they wanted in their adulthood. That's the only reason why my people are disgustingly in love. I grew up in a Petri dish in my family. But aside from that, also how I was raised in church. So my culture is very much courtship. And always, all I've known is being a spoiled baby girl, courtship. Courtship, praise. Yeah, so I, as I've gotten older, you have a lot of people that tell me, baby, you should probably not date black American men. A lot of, some men tell me like, there's a, there's a whole and first of all, I'm not even into, I don't even really give a fuck about the money. I make my own money because yet again, my dad has told me always make sure you got your own shit. Cause niggas going to be niggas. Don't date a nigga on Twitter. Oh, what does <laughs> that even mean? So some of, some of the hottest, most ignorant Dumbest fucking takes I see from young black men are on Twitter. Like, it makes I don't me ashamed. Even... Yeah, no, so like... I, I'm, I always run in a lot of mixed circles. And it's like, but because I'm from the projects and shit, like, most of the hood niggas <laughs> I know are smart. Like, yeah. they, like they, I said, what does that... That's why I was like, like what does tw- that even mean? Dating a man off of Twitter? A Twitter but... nigga. Like, I'm oh, gonna no, show you I, some accounts. Listen, you know what I'm talking about. I'm 27. I'm young, but I'm an old bitch. Mm. Like, please, there's a young man that thought he could date me off Twitter because we was sharing DMs, but that's because I can have conversation with right. anybody. He was like, do you want to be my baby? What does that mean? 
I am 27. I am a grown woman. I have made my own money. I have lived in different states. I have had combat with my father. I have combat with my brothers. What it like for me, a man? You really did have combat with your fucking dad. Yeah, I ain't scared of shit. It takes a lot for a man to really disrupt. That's why I said the downfall is the fact that I do like niggas. I'm still a woman at the end of the day. But eventually, I'm going to be like, where is the man behind the penis? Eventually. You ain't got to really buy me nothing. Dude. I'm going to feed you. The fuck? I like to eat. Do you find that, find that most men, like especially in modern dating, don't really have a personality? Right. I don't think a lot of people know their interests and like most people don't have like hobbies and like yeah, who they are. Everybody, you're watching, so you're watching people's lives through the screen, right? And you're, you're just trying to see how you relate to that. And at the end of the day, you, you're losing yourself. Right? Everybody needs a strong dose of psilocybin. Put have, your, you ever, have you ever tripped? No. Put your phones down. No, real shit. Everybody, need, everybody once, needs once to put their closer. phones. Once yeah. Get a little closer. Yeah. yeah. I had uh, like a shroom. Yeah, that's yeah. That's, that's psilocybin. psilocybin. Oh no, I did acid too. I'm trying. I did trip. Oh, you're a friend of mine. Yeah, Hell yeah. 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 I'm about to say. Acid, acid gave me a trip. It's too heavy. I need. Yeah, I Were you trip, around good like, people? Huh? Were you around good people? It's all energy based. Yeah. So look, I was, you know, I was the people I was hanging out with. They were good people. I mean, they were doing bad stuff, but they were good people. Right. So when I did it, I we were started together around bonfire or whatever. We were chilling. And then somehow I got separate. I'm by myself now. So that's when I really started. Oh yeah, because you're <laughs> yeah. isolated. So you, yeah, yeah that's what yeah. fucked you up. Yeah. I've I've solo tripped. A lot of people. Oh, like, yeah, oh, I've yeah. never tripped by myself. I've sat right where you're sitting on that couch, oh. Abel, and fucking just sat Everybody at the TV and just like. Everybody needs to put their phone down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just trip fucking. For sure. Dick, my dude, like, oh. just put on fucking some fucking trippy visuals on YouTube. Oh, I have my fucking speaker, and I literally just like. Ego death tripping is the only way I like to trip. Mm. Like, little microdosing and shit like that. I don't need that, bitch. Caffeine and weed gives me my microdose. That's, I can, that's how I deal with my, my mental illness <laughs> on, like, a normal basis. But if I feel like I'm just, like, emotionally constipated and, like, I know I need a good cry, like, I feel like I've been getting, like, short and shit. Like, I knew I was fucked up and depressed. Thankfully, Destiny realized it before I did. And it's I mean, like, when I saw you moving all that shit, I was like, are you okay? Friend, real shit. It was like, even, I'm happy at like a bell mentioned it. He was like, I love you. He was like, you know, but your house is messy. My house is never this messy. Never. That's why I said, my house is never this messy. And yeah. that's why it's like my, how I handle things is a reflection of my mental health. How I was in my room the, all day fucking, I did not come in my room until I had to go to work yesterday. I don't fucking yeah, work don't till 9 p.m. Yeah. I hate being in my room. <laughs> I hate being. But you got I some just, great friends around you, cause we I, look. I was like, <laughs> I just <laughs> it's I've, okay. I've been fucked up, but it's like I've just I've had to lean into it, cause it's like fighting it and forcing it is mm-hmm. one thing. Like even before I, I went met up with Sophia and like Sunday for her birthday, like I was like I at least gotta wash dishes. I was like I at least gotta wash this. I at least gotta shave. Like I need to feel like a fucking human. Right. But mentally and emotionally, I feel like mud. Like, I even texted my GM the other day because I was late for work because it was, that was the day when it was cold and rainy. I live fucking walking distance 11 minutes from my job. I could just walk there. Mm-hmm. But it was cold, it was wet. I was like, fuck it, I got to call an Uber. I called a fucking Uber black. <laughs> like, I paid $30 for a fucking Uber black because it was like three minutes away and I was going to get there right on time. This shit turns into 15 minutes. And I text him, I'm like, yo, look, bro. I was like, I know you mentioned, like, I didn't call him bro, but I was like, I, ever since you mentioned that I'm late often, I make great strides to make it there on time. 
I called it Uber Black. I'm still late. I am mud. And like he laughed and shit like that. And it's like, damn, like I understand that like that's my defense mechanism. I turned everything into a joke. Mm-hmm. But like also my coworkers, they're like my friends, so they all know I'm fucked up right now. Mm-hmm. So it was like the fucking chef de cuisine, Jeff, who literally like cause I they follow me on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I have to be a little transparent on Instagram, like talk about mental mental health and shit like that because of the podcast. And it's like they just send me a heart and when they see me at work, you doing okay, buddy? You yeah. good? A pat on the back, like a hug, like when I was rant, when I was in Denver and I was ranting about like the lack of diversity and like how these fucking white dudes were staring at us in the bar and shit. Fucking general manager Wade, first thing he says, he like steps to the side. Hey, I'm so sorry you had to deal with that dude. Like that's not fair. Like I'm a, I'm surrounded by love. Yeah. Like everywhere yeah, for I fucking sure. turn. Like for sure. the craziest shit. Cause you are love. You give love. You gonna attract that shit back to you. Like for sure. Like the people that fuck with you, fuck with you. They know that for sure. I was wondering why you was moving this table. I'm fucked up. I know. Because in my head, of course, first of all, you know, I don't care. I'm like, why the fuck he moving this table like that's going to clean this motherfucker up? (laughs) You should just leave it where the fuck it is. That's why I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Are you okay, bitch? Like literally, she said she saw me. She was like, "Are you okay?" I was like, "I'm not." I can tell. And you should have saw the look that I gave him. And I I started moving the couch and everything. I'm like, and I caught it. I was like, Ronnie, chill. But that's why I love Ronnie, and that's why I love our friendship because I'm still gonna be me, and he's still gonna be him, and I'm gonna be like, bitch. Sit your big ass down. But it's funny because Jared, Jared will do that with me. I will go in in the house. Immediately, I'm running dishwater. I'm sweeping. Jared gonna be like, "Sit your ass down." Jared is my brother. He's been on the podcast before. He be like, "Sit your ass down." Like that's all he tell me. He just look at me and just sit yeah. your ass that's down. That's literally like what <laughs> today is about. Like me, like reclaiming the like that aspect of my mental health because I haven't. I just keep washing laundry. I haven't folded anything. I'm about to like, say I haven't. I literally just all I've been doing is working. And <laughs> mentally dying. I have a That's friend. That's literally all I've been doing. You've probably heard her name before. I actually want her on a podcast if I ever do this, like, health thing. She's a nurse. Her name is Angel, and I love her to damn death because she works like crazy. Kyle Scrouser? Yes. Yeah. She worked like crazy, but she'd be like, bitch, leave that shit there. Like, that is her thing. She'd be like, leave that shit there. It's going to be there. I really be, like, telling myself. I love people that could just leave some shit there. I try to, like, <laughs> downplay, like, how much I work and, like, how physically, like, exhausting. Because to the point I've stopped wearing my watch to the bar. Because you don't think about it. I'm literally, you see how long that, but I'm running back and forth for fucking eight hours a day. I go to the gym for two hours a day. And it's like, so I work an average, depends on, like, I work, like, maybe 55 hours a week. You are insane. And like, just it's just. I always that's not even like, that long, oh. but it's just the physical demand. Like, I don't have time to recharge because I'm off Sundays, and so like half a Sunday I'm tired, and I was like, I'll try to do like some chores usually and shit like that. But then it's like, then we have like social obligations with the friend group mm-hmm. and shit like that. And it's like this past Sunday, like everybody went to brunch for like Sophia's birthday. I straight up told them I do not have the energy to leave my room. I was like, I'm yeah. not doing it. It's like I felt bad, but at the end of the day, it's like that's the the beauty of like having friends who get it. Like, yeah, I'm pretty sure Sophia was pissed off, but like your your sister even told her she told her she's like sometimes you gotta stop expecting so much because yeah. like you know I can't you think know it all the really time. Crazy. Like, I, and if I don't want to be social, and like that's why when you first moved in, I told you like if I ever seem cold or anything like that, like because 
for when he first like uh, moved in, it was he was only seeing me when I like just got off work <laughs> or I was like sitting on the couch waiting to go to the gym. So it was, like those two times, right. I'm just it was like I don't want you to seem like I'm cold, like an asshole. But sometimes you just don't fucking have it. And it was like I'm literally like when I'm out in the world, I'm always smiling, I'm laughing, like I enjoy being a light to people. The offset to that is I have a lot of recharge time. Like I just need sometimes silence. Like sometimes like, I'll come sit in and I'll be sitting on this couch for like 30 fucking minutes and I won't touch anything. And what's crazy is that it's crazy that your recharge time is just 30 minutes. That is insane. No, that's you... just post-work. Okay. That's yeah. just like, so that's for me like, to like decide if I want to watch TV, you go, go to my bed, like play the game. I literally just got to sit and decide. You like, often that's why go sometimes... on vacation, but you don't often rest. Exactly. I'm I'm glad you know. So I like, do. <laughs> I do. That's why, like, <laughs> the past few nights, I'll, like, close the bar a little slower. So that way, I'm not coming in here and just, like, making a shit ton of noise in here. Because, like, it's either, all right, are you going to go play the game to decompress? Or are you going to go to your room and watch some fucking TV? So it's like, because, I mean, since we're going to fucking be coming in, like, clink, clink, clink. Like, fucking be all, calm down, Luna. <laughs> like, going to be all loud and fucking obnoxious and shit like that. But it's like, I need, like, even before I go to work. I will not touch my fucking PlayStation all day, but before I go to work, I at least need like one Overwatch match. Like I need, or I need at least need to like fight something in like God of War. I have to do something that doesn't involve other people before I go out into the world. That's, and yeah. so like working two jobs where I'm surrounded by people and my job is to make people happy or get them drunk. Sometimes I just can't be around people. It doesn't. It's not. It's not a, a yeah, strike. I mean, yeah, it's not a strike against anybody. Blah, blah, blah. It's beautiful because, especially if you know yourself, if you love yourself, and it's like, and that's where I'm at now. Like I spent three and a half years alone, isolating myself to break my kind of codependence on like feeling like I had to have like a friend or a partner or somebody like in my company. So now it's to the point where I prefer my own company over anyone. Mm. I mean, outside of Destiny, because like. And that's, that's when you know you have a good partner because it's like we literally can just coexist and be doing our own thing. Like, she's watching, she's catching up on One Piece. I've watched One Piece from the beginning like five times. So it's like one of our favorite things to do, like we'll literally just smoke. I'll cook for her. She's watching One Piece. I could be on my phone shopping, like doing such And we just, when one of us wants physical touch, we're going to touch on each other. Like, mm-hmm. you want to cuddle, we're going to cuddle. Like, right. sometimes she could be in the room. I'm just in there cooking. Like, I like being able to coexist and nobody feels pressure to just, you know, I'm looking even back at it now, like earlier in our relationship, like I would feel the need to just like engage like every now and then. And that's why, that's when I realized I had a trouble with like being comfortable because it's like, just exist. Right. <laughs> just exist in a person's yeah. space. Yeah, trying to control like the situation. Always trying to, con- and that's the thing. Like that's, I tweeted it. I was like, I'm a vibe curator. That's my personality. Even just said that yesterday. I am a vibe curator. Like every time I enter a room and there's like multiple people, I'm like, okay. Oh my god, I'm so happy to have my friends back. Because I'm aware, Christ. I'm aware that I literally, no matter who you are, no matter what walk of life, you could be a racist fucking hick. I know that's something we have in common. I know there's gonna be some common ground that we can share, and we're just gonna get along. So when I walk into a room, being an empath, I immediately pick up on people's energy. I'm like, I'm gonna be the glue that ties this together. I got it, guys. And so that is just. Mm-hmm. I, I have that problem actually. I think I do that everywhere at work. Like when people, you know, people, it's people. They always yeah. have the issue. They're arguing about another guy. Isn't it? When yeah. I came into the bar yesterday, when I went into work, people started cheering. 
and I hate attention. Don't I fucking I shrunk. And I'm I'm six four, two hundred and eighty pounds. I can't fucking shrink. You know what's very I shrink strange. down so small when people draw attention to me, but it, it was like, damn, it's like I'm I'm a I'm appreciated. Yeah. Like, I kind of don't know what to do with myself at this point in life, and I know this doesn't make any sense on the back end of this conversation. But yeah, that's kind of weird for me. Like the whole attention thing, that's weird for me. Only because I just I don't I don't know what to do with it. I don't get it. I... My mama told me it's a hate love relationship. Yeah, my mama told me for sure because I had to ask her about it because it's weird in my adult life. Cause, so I just asked about it. I was like, what is this thing where people always staring at me? And why do people always stop and talk to me? My mama told me, and like, this has always been a story. She's like, since you were a baby, I could never go in the store without somebody stopping me with you. And so I asked, I said, okay, so what about if you had multiple stops? She was like, I'm getting stopped in every store. If I go anywhere with you, she was like, people are going to stop me and they will call over individuals and be like, look how pretty this baby is. I'm like, Ma, well, I'm a little old now and it still happens and it's weird. I think that's kind of why I prefer to work from home. It's, I mean, it's a part of life. It's, it is, but it's like, it I used just... to fuck with me more. It fucks with me less now. And honestly, it's because um, my partner's white. Because she's hypersensitive to it. Because it's like, and I have to like, I have to rationalize it to like explain it to her. And I'm like, babe, I'm a big motherfucker. I'm a handsome dude. I have blue hair. I have piercings. Like, I look interesting. So people are going to stare. Granted, some of those stares are going to be racist. Like, some of those stares are going to be like, we get stared at by like fucking black Latina women all the time. Oh, like, sure and I know not. what they're thinking. Why the fuck are you with her? And I told her, I was like, there's a, a other side of that where white people, there's going to be some mainly white men because I am every white woman's fantasy. Shout out Jennifer <laughs> Bruni. She told me that. My friend Jennifer Bruni told me that when I was 21. We were bartending together at Texas Roadhouse and she showed up and said, she's, she's pouring a fucking beer. She's like, you know what's crazy, Ronnie? She's like, you're every white woman's fantasy. And she's like, every middle-aged white woman like, in, unfulfilled with her husband. She's like, they're, they're fantasizing about a man like you. But anyway, like I'm more like aware of it and I would tell her, I was like, there's going to be like older white men when they see us together, they're like, why the fuck is she with that nigga? Mm. Fucking the, the cop and I, I can tell the story now. I think he died. If he didn't, I honestly don't give a fuck because he was a piece of shit. So the cop who was like low key, like famous and respected on the West Bank for like bringing Lil Wayne to the hospital oh. when he shot himself or whatever was a racist piece yeah. of fucking shit. The same friend who Wayne uh, just worshipped him because he saved his life. Right, which is the understandable. same friend who to gave me that compliment is like you know you every white woman's fantasy. Jen, her husband is black, so once one day this cop was sitting beside the, another white lady. Her name was Andrea. Andrea was also dating a black dude, but she was like keeping it hush. Nobody really knew she's fucking a nigga in the kitchen. So Jen and her husband now Terrence were walking to the car, and the cop turns to Andrea and says, Ugh, "What a waste of a beautiful fucking white woman." After that, nobody fucked with him. He ended up being fucking... And I was I was like, damn. That's when I first realized, like, damn, God really don't like ugly. Because <laughs> it was like, he was getting all his attention to accolades, and then, then he got sick. He was, like, in a wheelchair. Yeah. And he was lying. I'm like, damn. This was it don't being take a hateful, much. evil piece of shit. Yeah, it don't take much. It don't take much. So, yeah, all. it's like, I just want... Like... What's weird for me, though, the LeMan that I was dating, the LaRedskin. Oh, man. I can't say red skin. Why well, can't? Since My skin red. American. Shit, fuck... 
Listen, Look, as native as I am, you are you are shea butter brown. As native as I am, <laughs> shit. I did a twenty. I, did I a, just be telling. Look, I don't got time. I be like, like look, my mama cool. black, my mama black, my daddy black, but we ain't gotta get into all the extra curriculum. I did ancestry.com. Okay. I'm fifty percent West African, forty two percent Central slash Native American, and eight percent European. It's Ooh. a combination of Swiss, German, and something else. I don't want to know how European well, I am. Nah, when I did that shit, I was a hundred percent. I don't want to know how European I am. Cause I am a mutt, my guy. I'm, I'm, <laughs> na- I'm native enough, and that's, and it was saying through my people. What I so am. We yeah. have, my family has like a tribe chart, but I, it's only, I think it's just like central slash native because like both families like hey, combined. Well, so before we get any further, Brian, what happened to your finger, bro? My you, finger? Yes, what happened? Uh, I dropped the weight on it. I've always been freakishly strong my entire life. And but I've also I was also a pussy growing up. So I will learned at a very early age that I can like lift a forty five pound dumbbell over my head. So I was like showing off like the night before. It was my mom, my uncle, my aunt. Wow, she's not my she's a hood aunt. My aunt Sandra is funny because her and my mom were quote unquote best friends, but she was fucking my dad behind my mom's back. But anyway, so the night before I like discovered I could lift hey, like man. my uncle's forty five pound dumbbell over my head. So I was like showing off, and my mom's like, "Good job, never fucking do that again." So next day, Sandra and all her fucking badass pissy kids are over over there and shit, and I'm like, "Ooh, I'm gonna show off." So I go grab the fucking weight. I run in the, in the living room, and I'm like, "And Sandra, look what I can do!" And my mom turns around and sees me, so she drops a cup, and it scares me, and I let the weight go, and it just falls and chops my finger off. Why you were talking? I was like, hold on, this finger was short. Yeah. <laughs> hold on. What? Hold on. Why does he have a little? Hold dog? up. Yeah, his hold name is, up. His name is Mr. Nubby. He has, he has he two said, eyes. He said something he right now. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? But yeah, the attention thing, what's crazy is that when I dated the man from the bayou, since I can't say Redskin, we would go out. And I, that might be why he liked to keep me inside. <laughs> that makes sense. When we would go out... He would always say, do you know those people? You were also out of his league. I mean, that's that's no strike to him, but it's like... Very true. You can, you can, you know when another man is fucking good looking, and it's like, I won't lie, friend, when you... <laughs> we, wait, no, we gonna talk about that. Let me finish this story. We gonna talk about that. We gonna talk about that. Let me finish this story. Because mm, you my friend for real. But listen... He will always be like, do you know them people? And I'm like, what people? And he's like, them. And I'm like, who? He's like, they're staring at you. And I'm like, babe, people have been... I'm like, people have been staring at me since I was born. But this is the thing. Every time we would go somewhere, he would be like, those people staring at you. And I'm just like, why do you keep telling me this? Like, I know, I like, the it already freaks me out. Don't date a bad bitch if you can't handle it. It, it really freaks me out because the thing about it is, I know what I look like very mm-hmm. much. So, I've had these titties since I was in the seventh grade. Well, he didn't know what you look like. It seems like to be the problem. He did not know that I looked like this before I moved to Slidell, clearly. So, it's like... It freaks me out when people stare at me. I can I am a very snatchable person. When My, we meet eyes, that's when it freaks me out. Like when yeah. women stare at me, it's like normal. Like you can't, you're not a threat to me at all. Like you might say something off the wall, but like when dudes, are, like when we lock eyes, like come on, bro. It's like, like I come, have to like right. Like I come from a very <laughs> spiritual background, like based off of just who my people are and the fact that my daddy decided to find God. But before that, 
I still Gospel came. Gangster. Yeah, before that, you know, being who my grandmother is, I've always come from a very spiritual background. My dad used to have dreams about me ki- being kidnapped all the time. So, like, ain't no sleepover summer. Like, I am a very well-protected-in-my-house-ass bitch for a reason. Yes, I'm an old bitch, and I'm going to my father's house because I know my life. People will take me. So, constantly being told and seeing that I'm being stared at, that shit don't do nothing for me. I'm not an ugly bitch. That's going to impress some other bitch. That don't impress me. So it's like the whole attention getting thing is just like, it's definitely a blessing and a curse. Cause I don't be knowing what the hell to do with that shit. People think like I'm superficial and I'm just no bitch. I don't like the shit just as much as you don't like the motherfucker staring at me. I don't like it. It's. No, what you're saying? So what are you doing that? Cause I I noticed that that, that's been going on a lot. Like if I go on social media, they show like how they, they be putting like a, Oh, tags and shit like that. So some of some of those things are accurate. Some of those things like actually happen. A lot of it is just fear mongering. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're just they're just lying and coming up like these. A lot of it say was this. actually regurgitated stories yeah. from like way back before social media was really big. So they're just like, well, this happened just now, and they'll take a picture of like random shit. Some of it's real. The problem with it is, it's like social media has really bred these people who feel like all attention is good attention. Yeah, so it's like, and it's not. All they got to do, you get like two viral tweets like that, like, and then you can monetize shit. You're making money off just like stupid shit. And like, yeah. so unfortunately there's, there's, there's just some people who's like really just fucking people up. I will Don't say... get me wrong. There's still like cause for concern. Like in yes. our friend group, well, so what is... I have everybody's location yeah. in our friend group. Like I, I meet, I check it twice a day. I check like if I know everybody works in the morning, I'm gonna make sure I would make sure everybody's at work. Mm-hmm. And then, like if I know if it's like two in the, two three in the morning, I haven't heard from anybody. Like Nick's not home, I haven't heard from Destiny. I'll check and make sure everybody's safe before I go to sleep. Like it's just a matter of just being you never safe. fucking know. Yeah. But I will say this: this shit is very strange for me. I don't even really like people that much because I spend most of my life talking, and that's what I get paid for. I don't talk on the phone. Like I don't really press situations or matters. And that's actually one reason why I don't think I'm good at romantic companionship. I just I'm I don't really thirst behind. You show love in in different ways. Actually, like, I think I don't think you're giving yourself enough credit, like in the romantic oh, well, sphere, because it's like you, because you've been nurtured and catered to your entire I'm life. I'm a nurturer, I think. You are a nurturer. You're like you was you had fucking food cooked for this we ain't gotta talk about it but i'm saying like that's just how you show your yeah. love it's like oh i'm gonna rub this nigga back then make him come you know like that's nurturing in your way like i'm gonna go cook him oh you you hungry like i can either go buy what us do some you food, need as gonna, a right, human like you're 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 a caretaker and yeah, there's nothing wrong with like. yeah like you that's why i said like need, material need, i don't care need, about but. stuff I don't like st- what I can't eat stuff, bitch. This like, man was fucking freezing. I was like, bet I'm getting two space yeah. eaters. Like, yeah. you see- I woke up and I was like, who farming this? I'm like, I'll bust them. Right, like it's it's all a matter. <laughs> yeah, like-, like what do you actually need? So my thing with the whole attention thing because I just look. You just don't stroke niggas' egos. That's the problem. Why the, the hell would I ever do that? Stroke. Hell yeah. Also, Racy, we went way over our time. We did for sure, but that's because we miss each other so very. Thirty minutes. All right. Anything you gotta say before we get out of here? Um, yeah, I need women to stop attacking me because of men. That's what I was leading into. The attention is becoming concerning, mainly because I had a real stalker this year. My Twitter and my Instagram were both stalked to the point that she would screen record 
my Instagram story and email it to the man that I was sleeping next to. Damn. Like, you don't think he already saw that, my baby? You don't think he see these? No, ma. She kept trying to call me ugly, and I was like, it don't matter how many times you call me ugly, he gonna keep spelling chapatulas in my pussy. You know what, man? <laughs> That's a lot of letters. Well, with that. <laughs> but no. Are you giving your new social information, or are you gonna keep, keep it private? We can keep it to how it was. They could just... Cause they no, always my, socials, my socials not private no more. Like, that's what I'm saying. First of all... Do you know your ads, though? Yeah. Okay. Princess Racy, for sure. Princess Racy, period, underscore, underscore, is my Instagram. Project Princessa is my Twitter, but there was no O in the project. But... Women, stop going crazy behind men. I just told y'all, I grew up a lot of, around a lot of men. Love them to pieces, but girl, go get some money. Girl, you, oh, well, um, <laughs> nah, because like I kept telling that girl, like, he wasn't my man when we finally had a conversation. But friend, he was your man. I need, let me tell you something. No, the way me, that I was raised, the way that I was, the way that I was raised, the way that I was raised. That man told me we wasn't together, so we not together. I don't, I don't care how many times either one of us make each other come. Because guess what? When you leave and you go do what you want to do, I'm gonna leave and go do what I want to do. Two points to make here. So there I don't was care. no, there was no leaving and doing what you want to do because <laughs> I don't think you realize y'all spent every fuck friend. We spent all the time together, friend, all of the time possible. We recorded two episodes. He was there. He was, and I was like, "Why is this nigga here? there? There like, for him? He was very much invested." When I first, when I first met this dude, I met him oh, at wow. Flamingo. Right, speak of the devil, he shall appear. He, I hmm. met him at Flamingo Go Go. My girlfriend and I had just got off work, so we were, like drinking. Oh my god, he was and, around a long time. Right. son of a bitch. And Racy's like, "Oh, the boys here, the boy I've been telling you about." Well, I'm like, "All right, cool." And like, I just she 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 texts me and she's like, "Turn around," and I turn around and like he's like holding her from behind. And my immediate what shoes did I have on? Because he probably was short too. Yeah, he had on uh, heels. Yeah, and uh, immediately my first reaction was like, "Ugh." <laughs> and it's not not to be on some like disrespectful shit or anything like that. But Racy, like you just know me. You're a beautiful woman, and mm-hmm. like your ex is like is a handsome dude, big stocky dude. He looked like Yoshi. Don't get me wrong, but he's he's like a handsome dude. And then like then this, I was like, what the fuck? I was like, is this dread taking my, on my thread? You are funny to no, me. <laughs> no, it's just. I did my hair and he asked me to do his. And I was like asking, there was, there was <laughs> so even like moving forward, like I tried to like hang out with him and shit like that. Like he's not a bad dude. He's not the type of dude I would hang out. Like, he's immature. Very much so. Aggressively and he also, immature. And that's why I told you like when you was having problems with him, I was like, that, that nigga needs therapy. Cause it's like in a lot of instances when I first met him, you told me like he was so shocked. Like we went to buy you beer garden. Like I'm buying drinks. You bought him food. I like, shit like that. He's like, oh, he's like, this for us? This yeah. for everybody? And it was like, she told me, she's like, he's not used to people like being nice and like showing him like a good time and just good energy. And then I was like, bet. Because then I noticed that in every other instance where we would hang out afterwards, even if it was like good energy, you could tell he was operating from a uncomfortable. Thing. It, was like, it was uncomfortable and it was like, how can I get over on this situation? Not even in like a shysty way. Mm-hmm. He just has this guard up that he just has to come out on top. And on a 
other side of that, it made me just look at him. I was like, nigga, you kind of sketch. I don't want to fuck with you. And you know what? That's so crazy because I told him, I was like, you don't even know how to just enjoy, like, genuine energy. Yeah, like, I'm the type of person, I don't have any ulterior motives. Yeah, you don't know how to just be. You don't know how to just be. And as a result, you're ruining your own experiences, your own beautiful experiences, where you can potentially make beautiful connections or just have a beautiful experience. You can just be like, damn, this was fucking great. Shit, when can I hang with these niggas again? There's a beautiful life on the other side. There's a beautiful life on the other side. Yeah, and that's why I said... I'm actually doing fucking great. Like, yeah, outside of you know, my mental health may be fucked up, but it's. I'm making I'm, money. I'm evolving. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm growing. Yeah, things. there's yeah. things that I'm doing for myself physically. I'm taking better care of myself, and that's another thing. People get mad when you take better care of yourself. I'm like, I'm 27, and I actually do want to lay an egg. I'm not doing that shit. You know, it's funny. I think I'm gonna go. Uh, I want to have a baby one day. I'm call, not doing I'm gonna that call shit. this episode uh, two sides of the same coin. Cause it's crazy. So I was Project tripping balls. Paragon. I was tripping balls in Denver. We're like at the fucking zoo show, and I'm like, I'm sitting down because I had way too much, too many things in my system. And then I, I smoked, and I coughed. <laughs> too many things. And it fucking it activated my gag reflex. So I had to like sit down and like I even like regurgitate everything. But it literally was just tequila, Gatorade, and mushroom bits. I was like, I'm gonna swallow. It. So I just swallowed it for and sure. Then, <clears throat> and once the mushrooms hit, Destiny was like checking on me and shit. And I'm like, damn. I was like, I'm my ancestors' biggest dream. I was like, I'm beautiful. I'm black. I'm loved. I make money. Fucking I right. A good life. Fucking right. I'm like, damn. And she's just like looking at me. And then fast forward, <laughs> fast forward, like maybe like two days later, we're laying in bed. Like both of both of us needed to shower or whatever. But you know me, I don't ever smell really. So it was like I'm like facing her it's armpits. It's that other side. Facing her armpits, like. It's bringing me so much Ooh, fucking comfort and serotonin, and I'm so like, cute. I'm like, I am my ancestors' worst nightmare. I'm a white woman simp. <laughs> like, you all up in that there's pit. There's two sides. Two sides. There's two sides to every fucking. And that's why I just point. be like, let me just keep running the street because I be talking about I can't do nothing with none of these niggas, and I'ma just pick one up if I like them enough. Be like, come on, let's go on an adventure. I mean, it's like, and that's <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. Like if you find somebody who's like also your friend, right? Like above all else, like. And it has it has caused us problems in some situations where I felt like a friend that she was just fucking versus like being her actual partner. Mm-hmm. But that's because she's just she's blindly loyal to her friends. And that's a reflection of her trauma when like she's she only knows these like toxic relationships that kind of mm-hmm. like kind of fucked up the friend energy. Like when yeah. things went south or like kind of ostracized her from the friend group. So her friends are everything. And that's fine. Just don't forget like. Right. Yeah. But yeah. anyway, <laughs> we are back. And I'm yeah, excited. Obviously. We'll be recording every Tuesday mm-hmm. and or Wednesday. Mm-hmm. It just depends. Like I mentioned earlier in the episode, there will be some episodes where I interview people and Racy won't be here. That's simply because of her work schedule. Um, and what if it's a Tuesday or a Wednesday? Motherfuckers have just, Tuesdays are date nights for me and Bay. I only have two off days a week. Well, I didn't know Tuesdays was date night. Well, we can record early in the day. I know, but some people don't or get do off. Or do y'all to have like, to prep? Like some and... people don't get off. That's why I said like some people get off at weird hours. And since oh yeah, you have a house full now. And then I'm no, like I'm not talking about that because like Nick doesn't get off till six. Oh, but it's shit. like it just depends on when people are available for interviews. Because like uh, yeah. a lot of people have kids and shit like that. And like oh yeah, my working. off days are the right. middle of the week. And they have I to, like, work on the outskirts days. of the week. 
So it was, I was like, fuck. I was like, that's, so that's why I want another side of it. So like, we're both. I mean, yeah, I was like, I'm going to get more FaceTime because it's like, I handle all this shit. But it's like, mm-hmm. I still want your shit. Like, Racy's rants. Like, I have to. It's all under the Monster Media umbrella. Oh, I, like I said, I have so much cool shit. Abel, I'm about to force you. This is about to be I'm great. I'm about to force you to grow like a motherfucker, my guy. This is guy. about to be like, great. This is a perfect circle for you to be in. Yeah. <laughs> I was talking to Nick the other day. Nick was like, because ah. I, I was like, yeah. I was like, Abel started opening up to me. Like, we were talking about some shit. And he was like, I knew it was going to happen. I was like, I think it was up because I'm black, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> But it, it just makes sense. Yeah, yeah. It, it just it, it was just. But anyway, I'm happy you here. Yeah, I'm totally. tired of saying the same motherfuckers. <laughs> I love her so much. But I am. I am. I am Ronnie. You can follow me on Instagram, Monster in a Tight Shirt. Twitter is Project Paragon underscore. You can also email us at Project Paragon Podcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. We do have a few guest spots open uh, in January. Uh, for the month of December, I have already reached out to a few people, and it's just a matter, like I, I said, of availability. Uh, but either way, they will be here. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited about a lot of shit. Also, eventually, I do want to do... I'm going to have a food pop-up soon, and it's going to kind of be... I want to raise money for the podcast. I do want to get three new mics. I want to get sure mics. I want to get sure mics. I thought I was crazy. I want to... Like, there's a, a, a lot of shit. I just want... I'm ready to take this to the next level, like branding. I don't think we're ever gonna do YouTube with this. I know, I know, I said it. Like, I literally got all. I don't think we need to. Exactly, and it's like I might upload the audio to YouTube, but it's for the simple fact I don't like cameras in my face, and I already have to deal with that because with the podcast returning, I'm also about to resume my food. I mean, at this point in life, everybody's life is on screen. Y'all can go see us on social media, to be honest. And I suck out my ass with a rally straw. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. (laughs) There are other ways to see us. There's so there's gonna be so much we're gonna be doing. There's gonna be other ways to see us. I'm always gonna. You know what I'm saying? I think one of the things that makes us great is the fact that we are audio pretty much only with the podcast we still reached all the countries that we reached 13 fucking countries 13 i've been telling people 11 i've downloads in 13 i've been telling people 11 13 countries like that's what i'm saying it's like yeah so it's like a lot of people just think of like when it comes to like content creation and shit like that people just think like in the terms of so when it comes to podcasting you have to get a consistent a thousand downloads per episode to Mm -hmm. reach a level to where like most companies want to like monetize you and shit like that. But I like, even with just this, your reach is so broad. Mm-hmm. Like the downloads will come. First few episodes got like 50, 60 downloads. And then it went up to like 120. And it was like the highest event was like fucking 320, you know? And mm-hmm. it was like over, and that was just like in a week or so. So it was like, it, it keeps accumulating, but they want you to have like consistent, a thousand fast downloads each episode. And then you can like start monetizing. But at the end of the day, this isn't, this isn't start for monetization. This started because there's so many conversations around like mental health and just like life, life as a whole that a lot of minority communities ignore. Mm-hmm. And so as I feel like if I want to have those conversations, I have the burden of education. I'm going to share that and also uplift and put. On I the feel spot, like, like we're a great medium for that too. Yeah, and because you, our we is also we are so black and brown together. First of all, mm-hmm. and aside from that, we're very Project Paragon for sure. Like. My background, where I come from, raised in church. Examples of excellence. All all of these men in my life, the way that I love, you know, you know, you have all these stigmas against black men, but you know, we put together like this black boy joy segment and all this kind of stuff. So it's like me and Ronnie mesh well together because 
it's kind of like we low key the eyeballs out, but we gonna include everybody and make sure like the we feeling, good, we good. I tell people all the time, it's like it's a very odd existence to fit in everywhere and nowhere at the same yeah, time. Yeah, for sure. So with me identifying myself as a vibe curator, I want to always make everyone I meet feel comfortable. Like, that is my job in this world. Yeah. Unfortunately, it comes with, you know, I'm going to have to, like, punch a few people in their face. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Yeah. I'm, right, I'm cool with that. It comes with, I mean, I punched somebody in the face, so I did it for you. My problem is, like, <laughs> I immediately, like, I I don't know what it is. I, like, assert myself when I feel played with. So the first place I grab is someone's throat. And because my hands are so big and I'm so strong, it's like a fucking, and I was showing Destiny, and I, <laughs> I taught her, and I was like, babe, because I want to get her in, like, self-defense classes, but I showed her, I was like, babe, it's like, the reason why you see me grab people first is, like, you feel the force of my hand, no matter how big you are, no matter how prepared you think you are, getting fucking chopped in the throat and then grabbed, you're stunned, mm-hmm. and that gives you enough time to slam them, punch them, or beat the ever-loving shit out of them, so it was like, when I feel play, literally, I just, I hit your fucking throat, rat. and I crush it's also gonna get my ass shot one day. So it's like, I'm trying to learn how to just. You motherfucker. Okay, on that note, see y'all next yeah, week. Because we're gonna have another episode. <laughs> Love y'all. We're supposed to have hour long episodes. It's been an hour and 45 minutes. The people need it. Ah, fuck these people. All right, All right. I'm done. Love y'all. Love y'all. Until next week. Peace out. Bye.